Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Get on the grid, Sports Grid. I am Renzi. I'm on the grid, and so raging and Cam Stewart. It's great to be uh, throwing it down. Game time decisions. So hours uh, in uh, right now with the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. We're going to have some great guests uh, throughout uh, the week like we did uh, last week. Uh, we'll definitely talk a lot about the NFL draft. That's one thing that we have, guys, uh, to bet on uh, right now. And we're all going to be draft experts uh, when this thing's all said and done. <laughs> <laughs> it's an excellent point. <laughs> on every player because there's nothing else to really break down uh, right now. Uh, but hell of a draft, Cam, this year, isn't it? We, we talk about you know, the quarterbacks, a couple of these guys are pretty good. But, uh, you know, the wide receivers, arguably the deepest wide receiver draft class ever. I think it is. I, I don't think, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, if there are successes, there's going to be stars. There's going to be busts. There'll be Hall of Famers, right? But there's just so many of them. Me and Cam talked about it. Guys that are, like, really good are, like, ranked 17th out of wide receivers and stuff like that. And I'll tell you what, the running backs, pretty good pretty good running yep. back uh, class this year in the National Football League draft two game. You said it, buddy. And I'll tell you one thing. It's going to be interesting. Think about this. It's going to be interesting to see how many running backs Gabe go in the first round. But I'll tell you, right after a round, you know, like pick 32, 34, there's going to be tons of guys taken in the second round. That's the thing. Like you look at the guys in the second and the third round. I think there's a lot of quality there. You said it, though. The wide receiver class, we were talking 15, 17 deep. There's still a lot of good running backs. The question is, though, I don't think a running back's going to go early. But I think that second round is where you can pounce on some running backs. I agree. I agree. We talk about it. We heard Mickey Loomis. Uh, we talked about Mickey Loomis, Saints general manager, say, listen, NFL, NFL drafts aren't fantasy football drafts, right? And I think that a lot of these skill position players are going to go later. They're almost getting punished because the class is so deep, right? Yeah. Talked about a guy like T. Higgins. T. Higgins is really good, but no one's going to take him in the first round. They're going to know. I can get him later, and if, even if I miss out on him, I can get someone, you know, comparable. So... You know, it, it's very, I think it's going to be a very similar situation uh, when it comes to the running backs uh, as well. But I'll tell you, Cam, there doesn't seem to be too much debate out there about who the first running back taken is going to be. And we're talking about DeAndre Swift. Yeah, no, I, there, there's a couple, there's a couple sites that I see that have Swift and Clyde Edwards Hilaire from LSU mixed one and two, but they're the consummate number, number one and two picks. And I got to be honest with you, Gabe. I like Swift more. I'm with you. I, I just think even though he played a lot more at Georgia, he's a little bit bigger at 5'8". I think he can put a little more meat on the bone, too. Um, it's just a guy that I really, really like and I think can thrive. He's got a great burst, too. Like, through the through the hole, Swift is the guy. I just There's so many things I like about him. He's got power. He's got explosive power. He's very shifty. Good, uh, good outside runner, good inside runner. The kid from Georgia, he's my go. I know people like the running back from LSU, but I got to tell you, I think Swift is the best out of both guys. I would lean to him. I've seen some mocks with that have them flipped, but I think Swift, for me, if you were going to say who was the first back taken, I would go with Swift from Georgia as well. Well, Swift, Swift's draft prop is over under 28 and a half right now with FanDuel. And FanDuel's posted a whole plethora of new props for us to uh, to chew on as well. Uh, but DeAndre Swift, his, his, uh, his prop is 28 and a half. And then the next drop after that goes to Jonathan Taylor uh, over at uh, FanDuel, wow. Wisconsin, wow. Uh, Badger uh, running back, 37 and a half over under. Swift, Swift is interesting. I think Swift probably, I think Swift could go before 28 and a half. I think people, people don't like taking running backs in the top five and the top 10, et cetera. He's not going that high, but he's so good, Kim, that out of 32 general managers, they're not going to let him pass. Uh, you know, think like, a yep. team like the, the Miami Dolphins, a good example. Dolphins, Cam, have uh, two first-round picks, right? Yeah, they they're, got they're, yeah they're drafting uh, fifth, right? And then they yeah. have the um, they have whatever the pick. They got for the Pittsburgh Steelers in a Minka Fitzpatrick uh, deal. So they have two picks. So I'm saying, like, they need a running back, too. They can get, like, a star running back, Miami. Oh, big time. Big like time. A guy like Swift later. Like, I think that draft position is pretty. Remember, like, um, uh, Buddy on the Patriots from Georgia. 
Um, he went like right around then. What? Right. Like uh, 30 and a half type thing. Yeah. Like 30th. That was his number. Late first round. I think Swift and man, these Georgia. Georgia is like a running back factory. Sure uh, is. Right now. Sure is. <laughs> I mean, it, it started pretty much while well, Herschel Walker, the greatest of them all, with Todd Gurley, uh, Sonny Michelle. We talked about with the Patriots, yeah. Sonny Michelle. Uh, Nick Chubb's really, really good too. Yeah. They don't give him the ball enough in Cleveland. I agree. Um, so and then and then and people think the Andre Swift is better than all those guys. You know what it is, Gabe? I look at the running backs and it's different. Like in the receivers, we basically had our guys. In the running back, it's interesting though. Like you see Taylor, he could be ranked third. I've seen him at fourth. And you know what I mean? After there seems to be a big, big crop of where between 28 and a half and like 55, like all these guys and I know general managers are going to have different opinions on guys. I have a couple opinions about the guys, but that's the thing. You said it. The running back position, people talk about it all the time. Oh, we could fill in a guy at running back. And, you know, Drake goes from Miami to Arizona there. And, like, you know what I mean? Boom. You talk about it. The Dolphins definitely need a running back, though. Ballage is horrible. He averaged under two yards a carry. They got that white guy, Laird. He's okay. You know, he catches no, up. They need a real back. They, the Dolphins... <laughs> Yeah. Don't yeah, get got all these draft picks. It's time if you're the Dolphins to start putting something together for real now, right? And you've got the the, the chips yeah. to do it. You got to get good players now. That's the thing. You're you're rolling out third stringers and stuff. It's not going to work. Ballage is not a go-to uh, number one guy. You said it. You could go with Swift. You could go I with. I think a couple if you're the Dolphins, if you came out of the first round and you got Tua and DeAndre Swift, yeah, as, as a Bills fan, I'd be like, I don't like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they could do it very easily, right? That's yeah. the thing. There's going to be good running backs on the board, as you mentioned. Like, there's going to be some steals, Gabe, between running backs uh, like two and five. I think um, it's going to be unbelievable because a lot of these guys are projected second, second, late second round picks, and I think they have first round talent. If you really watch them, I agree. Them. And well, we you talk about Jonathan Taylor. Amazing. Jonathan Taylor's a really, 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 really good running back. I couldn't agree um, more. I think you know he's. Most people will have him as the second guy. You talk about Hilaire, though. Hilaire's very good as well. But you know, you you look at um, you look at what Taylor could bring to the table for a football team, and uh, I don't know you, you kind of compare him to Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, I know they played in the same system, but Taylor's faster than Melvin Gordon. Like Taylor is really fast. Like he's got breakaway speed, and he's proved to be pretty durable too. Cam, you know, he hurt. Like he I, got I, hit I, a lot. He got carries. Better. Like, he, yeah, he's better. He's better than Gordon because we've watched Taylor, Gabe. Even for a guy, like, he takes hits. You said it. Durability is his strength. We've seen him, too. They didn't mind feeding him the rock 25 times, right? say that, Cam, about first-round grade, and I'm here. You know what a really good um, website is, guys, for um, for the NFL draft is uh, Walter Football. Oh, yeah, he's good. WalterFootball.com. WalterFootball.com. And a uh, great, great draft site. And um, I'm reading here, per sources, three teams have – uh, Jonathan Taylor graded as a second round pick. Nine teams had him graded as a first round pick. Wow. Right? So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're going to get a first round pick talent in the second round now with Jonathan Taylor. The question is uh, over under 37 and a half. I still think, I don't think guys like drafting running backs, Cam. Oh, I think don't. they like to wait. I would go over 37, 37 and a half. I would say under 28 and a half for Swift. Over 37 and a half for Jonathan Taylor. He'll go like 45th or something like that. 47th in the 40s. I love you, Gabe, but I don't know, man. If me or you and GMs and I see Jonathan Taylor sitting there, it's just like just watching those Wisconsin games, how dynamic the guy is. Like, I wouldn't want to be waiting around. Like, if you kind of needed a running back or even another guy, I'd just be going, oh, I think I got to pull the trigger with, with him because I think he's going to be a special type of player. I'm, I'm a real big fan of Jonathan Taylor. It's shocking to me. Like people are talking like late second, like he should be late first, early second, uh, in my opinion. I think whoever lands him, uh, they're getting a steal. And I tell you what, you were talking about Hilaire. Hilaire's a really good player too. Kind of lost in the shuffle at LSU because of Joe Burrow, right? Uh, and Jefferson and Moss and all, all the receivers that they had and stuff. Who was the other kid, too? Jefferson, uh, Moss. Who was the other guy? Uh, uh, they had... Uh, yeah, there was one more kid. He's not in the draft. He's going to back to the end. He's back with LSU. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, see, he's not in the draft. Yeah. So, uh, but Hilaire, you know, people don't realize this, Kev. 55 receptions for Hilaire last year. 
And that's the one thing, guys, that a lot of a lot of college running backs, they're not good out of the backfield. Like not a lot of there's not a lot of screen plays and stuff to running backs in college. Some teams will do it, but like you notice, even like all the Bama guys, Cam, they're not really great out of the backfield catching passes. Like look no. at Derrick Henry, you know what I mean? He's a plow. Like, yeah, like it, <laughs> a lot of those running backs, they basically give him the ball and they say, "Just run, kid, go straight forward," right? Um, and then you get your guys, you'll get guys all oh, that are in the fourth round and they like him because he can catch a ball, right? I mean, Belagio is a great, great example of that. People like the way he caught some balls out of Arizona State. Yeah, well, he's not that good, but whatever, yeah. he can catch a ball. Thing is, Hilaire's good. He can catch passes, Ken. He's like that. That LSU system is a pro style set, right? The guy was with the Saints before, uh, the OC of of uh, LSU. Who does he, was he with Sean remind Payton. you of? He reminds me of a bet like a Darren Sproles that could be more electrifying. Yeah, Don't you know what you think? Yeah, five seven. I didn't realize he was that. Yeah, little. he's small, man. <laughs> he's a little pop. He, he he's just a, he pops. He's a little guy, but he, he's he really Gabe. When you think about it, when did he get hurt? He was nursing an injury uh, before the national championship game. But other than that, for a small guy, because he was shifty, he didn't really have that you know crazy like career threatening type of thing. Like he's tougher wow. for a five seven guy. He's pretty tough. He averaged six point six yards of carry. Amazing. Six point six <laughs> yards of carry in the SEC. It's impressive. Sure is. Uh, here's another interesting running back. So we talk about Swift. So Cam, me and Cam disagree. Cam thinks uh, under uh, the 37 and a half. Um, the next back here, actually, FanDuel skips right over Hilaire for one reason or another, at least for what we're looking at now. And, you know, they'll have him up. Uh, but they put J.K. Uh, Dobbins up. And I tell you what, as a Michigan fan, I saw how good this kid was first head. He was pretty much unstoppable, actually. Like this, to me, Cam, he's a real sleeper. I that, agree. Like the, the pick is 52 and a half under like whatever under team gets him, like he could be a star type thing in the end. Like, I think he might be the guy like they're all so good. These guys, they are. you know what I mean? But I think to me, there's something about Dobbins. When I look at him, I'm like, this guy will be really good in the NFL. Like he sort of like Camara good. Like I think Dobbins could be a star star type thing. It's kind of crazy. You're right. And Swift will be the first back taken, but I'm, and I know the Georgia backs are good. When I really look at it in the big games, Gabe, it's Dobbins. And remember the game too against Clemson. Like he, he like he got, remember he was hurt too, and then he still was there. Like he was an absolute monster. You couldn't bring him down. He has electrified. Two thousand yards. I don't know. You run for two thousand yards in a big ten, and people are I thought, talking about you. I got to be honest with you. He's a first round talent, and I'm I'm gonna tell you if we were in the war room, buddy. He'd be probably like, I almost want to take him as the first back. As There's say, something about him. A fast is, first step. And is also um, hard to tackle. So, like, yeah. he, like, that's the thing with him. There's a combination. Like, I remember him, too. Like, he's a little, what he reminds me of a little bit was Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, like, doesn't get the credit that he deserves, sort of, like, for the art that he does. Like, he pisses people off because, oh, he waits. Remember, like, the way he, he was yeah. really in Pittsburgh? Sometimes oh, he'd stand there for two seconds. And people are like, what are you doing, bro? But he's looking, and he can see things, right? And... I'm telling you about Dobbins. He sort of reminds me like that, Cam, where I saw him wait and hesitate a couple of times. He's like, no, nah, the hole's not there yet, but it will be in a second. And then he pops through it, and then it takes two or three guys to get him. Like, you're, the first guy's not tackling him, and he's pretty fast. He ran a 4-5, which is pretty fast for a running back. For a guy that's physical, like, he's got the whole package, 5-9, 4-5 speed, 2,000 yards rushing, durable, yeah, there's a lot to like about the kid. Uh, but we talk about catching passes. He only caught 23 passes. Yeah, I know. But the thing about him is, and I this is what I look for in a running back too, what type of running back can, when you watch Dobbins play and you were in those games, when you need to make a stop, he didn't let you. He no. just plowed by no, you. Seven yards, first down, first, yeah. down, first down, first down. First, like, and that's what a team needs, right? Like a team, like Cleveland has their back in Chubb, but if you're going to get better, like you need a team that needs to look and say, we got to win a game where we bury the team in the fourth quarter and our will is just better than the Buffalo will. Bills, actually, Cam. I was thinking Seattle would need a back like, oh, like a Seattle, like Dolphins in Seattle. Like I know uh, they have Penny, but eh, yeah, no, he's not good enough. Changer. Exactly. And even yeah. Singletary. I like Singletary. He's good, but look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Like teams that win Super Bowls are stacked with talent, guys. Look at the Patriots over here. You don't worry about hurting people's feelings in the NFL. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. Belichick drafts the same position players in the same draft, even. He'll draft two running backs yep. at once, right? Like, you can't, you know what I mean? You have to have talent. You can't just think, well, all right, we have Singletary, and he's pretty good. He'll be our number one back. Well, there's going to be a big drop-off between Singletary and then who's our backup, right? And then who's going to push Singletary? Like, I don't have a problem with it. Like, I would bring in another running back to push him. Maybe they'll bring in a veteran because that's what they did last year with Gore. Listen, it's time for Singletary to be the guy. But at the same point in time, you need more than one running back in today's NFL camp. Guys get hurt all the time, bro. No, you're absolutely right. And that's the thing. Like, let's give our kudos to Frank Gore, one of the most best, like, for longevity. But enough is enough. Like, it's it, it, you've had a brilliant career, Frank. It's amazing. But you need to have a one-two punch in Buffalo and – this is the year, Gabe. When you really look at about how many teams in the AFC are truly better than the Buffalo Bills? I can name maybe a couple. Kansas City, yeah. sure. And uh, and you could argue Baltimore, but you're still not afraid of them. What's going to happen with Lamar Jackson? Is he going to regress? Allen's going to be better. The defense is incredible. They're, this is it. Hey, Buffalo, New England, they have a changing of the guard right now. This is the thing. The team that was your nemesis and beat you twice. You That's why they traded year. everything for Diggs. Yes. They went all in, right? They, yes. The Buffalo Bills are true. And I'm not just saying this because I do a show with you. I've been thinking about it. They're a Super Bowl contender. They're no, one I, of the best you think top about five it, or six they, teams in the league. Like, they're one of the best teams in the AFC. Like you said, Kansas City are the defending champions. Um, the Baltimore. Good. But other than that, who's better than Buffalo? Who? And I, I tell you what, Cam. I like Lamar Jackson. I know you do too. And we were pro Lamar last year at this time coming yeah. out of the draft. But with that being stated, Baltimore is going to regress a bit. Like they had that wicked season. They're not getting, and Lamar will get figured out a little bit. Teams are going to look and go, all right, 60% of the time you see when he did this, he actually threw instead of running. Like yeah. they're going to start figuring it out a bit. He's so fast. And another thing is we've seen it all the time, man, with these quarterbacks. Right? Like Michael Vick lit it up. They, they figured it out a little bit. They know, okay, yeah, he's fast, but we just got to clog this part of the field. This is where he runs when he goes. Right? And there's more game tape. You know, there's not a lot of tape on Lamar, but you saw. I mean, you saw in the playoffs, man. What yeah, happened? They yep. frustrated the hell out of him. That's the thing. Right? So they knew. They were like, yep. you know what? Just frustrate the hell out of him. Make him throw to the open man and make it harder. Don't let him take off. And you saw. They boxed him in, and you saw he was dancing around. He was making Correct. weird decisions. He was throwing the ball like he wasn't in his. You and same he with Kaepernick. Look he at Kaepernick, rattled. bro. Yep. Kaepernick, they went right to the Super Bowl. They owned it. You couldn't stop him. Even Harbaugh said, like a year and a half in, he's like, you like he told Kaepernick, we got to come up with some new things. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. You're getting killed, and people know what we're doing. Yeah. Right? Like you got, and, but Harbaugh and the other Harbaugh who coaches Lamar, he's a smart guy. They're going to adapt a bit, too. But I'm just standing. Yeah, Baltimore are good. But listen, Buffalo are right there. I think Buffalo are pretty much as good as Baltimore. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll talk more NFL football. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Get on the grid, sports grid. I am Morenci, throwing it down to Rachel Redhead, Cam Stewart, and Cam lives on the grid. Uh, it's game time decisions, although I'll tell you what, with all the NFL draft talk that we're doing, I think we can call the show uh, draft time uh, decisions <laughs> uh, leading in to the National Football League draft as the draft is going on uh, as scheduled uh, right now with the National Football League. Interesting, though, uh, there was a story that broke, I guess it was like late Friday or so, you know, maybe it was Saturday, whatever, over the weekend, Cam, about NFL general managers. Now, there's an NFL, there's a general manager committee, okay? And there's seven of them. And it's basically, you know, they're the NFL, just committees in the league. So the NFL subcommittee, it's called, of seven uh, general managers. They had a vote on whether they wanted to have the NFL draft go on as planned. You know what the result was, Cam? What, four to three? Four to six, three? Six one against oh. it. Wow. Six <laughs> one. 
So, like, we're talking about the draft. We're more excited about the draft than NFL general managers are. Like, the NFL general managers are telling Goodell, we can't have do a draft and draft players if we can't meet with them. And we can't have physicals. And there's a lot of go, a lot of stuff goes into this. You, you know what I mean? And into drafting a player, as, as I stated earlier, Mickey Loomis said, the Saints general manager, he said, this isn't fantasy football. He did an interview on the radio um, uh, with Peter King, uh, the podcast, Peter King podcast. And he said, you know, Pete, this isn't fantasy football. You know, you just don't draft players off a piece of paper in the NFL. He said, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And quite frankly, we can't do it. And he said, you know, you can do it, but we're not going to be able to put the work in that we need to do. Now, one thing, though, Ken, everyone's in the same boat. So it's not like any team has an advantage over another team in this situation. And so it was 6-1 against it. And I often disagree with Roger Goodell, but one thing that Goodell has a good point about that I will stress here. So, but I'm going to get to something like that somehow Goodell always has to do like be a villain though again, is Goodell said, Cam, we can't suspend the draft because we don't even know if things are going to be better in May or something after. I agree. Like he said, we can't start a domino effect. Like we just have to go on with it and live with it the way it is. And and Goodell said it's for the good of the country if we have the draft and give people something. And I think you can go on with the draft. You know what I mean? Like, no one's going to be in danger. People are going to be isolated. People, you know, whatever. Joe Burrow is going to be at home on his couch. Hey, Joe, congratulations. Number one pick. Right? It's going to be just like this. Going to join people online. And, right, like, they can pull it off. I understand the GM's perspective that they don't like it. But it is what it is. We're in the middle of a crisis here. And... If you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? I actually agree with Goodell on that. What I, I don't do like too. about Goodell is in the same memo, he told people that he's going to find them. They'll be, he said you face disciplinary action if you speak negatively about the draft. So, like, he warned them because he got pissed off about the Loomis right. interview. So, he so told what, all the other GMs and everyone in the NFL, yeah, you can't say there shouldn't be a draft. If you don't have anything nice to say about the draft, don't say anything or I'm going to fine you. Well, Which, that's that's ridiculous. I gotta tell you something, Gabe, and this is the thing. What is this? Communist China? That's the yeah. thing about Roger Goodell. So in America, land of the free, we're not allowed to have an opinion about something. You know, you know what? Sorry, maybe somebody does have a b- bad opinion of it, but I do agree with this. The draft must go on, and you said it. They, it's not going to take a lot. The players that they have, they already know where they're going to be drafted. You go into the home, you know, they sit there. Hey, Joe, you're the first round pick. Next, it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be old school, but it works. And you're you're saying this too. We don't know what the hell's going to happen two months down the road. This is the day it's slated for, and we still hope that we can get the season. But Roger Goodell, and I agree with you, you can't tell people to mu- put a muzzle on people or you can't have an opinion. You can't speak bad of this league. And that just bothers me. That's a guy, you know what? How about you get tougher and taken? People don't have to agree with everything you say. That's Well, a, that's the it, thing too. That it, it, There's crazy. also another side of it that we talked about it earlier, Cam, about NBA and these soccer leagues. Yeah, you want to go on. Let's say you can pull it off. It's in bad taste. Like, you know, the numbers exponentially keep growing. I mean, they were they were talking today, Cam. I saw the press conference, and they were saying if a hundred thousand people pass, it's a success in the United uh, States. I, they were saying that, no, that's a success. That, that doesn't sound like a success to me. I know. <laughs> you, know. you know what I mean? So there's a worst case scenario. So I'm just stating the news. If everyone, every channel in the news, bro, like if the if it's this bad. And hey, everyone, look at us. We're we're making a bunch of rich kids here, and we're playing football. And hey, everybody, everything's fine. It could look bad. Like there's a couple other people in the NFL that brought that up, saying not only is it hard for the draft, but like we're gonna look bad trying to pull this off. Like we could, like the optics could be bad of this. But Goodell said the optics aren't bad, and I get it. Goodell wants to play hero and save America. You know what I mean? The NFL can't be stopped and all that type of stuff. <laughs> and Excellent. Dana White admitted it too. Yeah. Like they said to Dana, why are you so persistent on like trying to pull this off? And why can't you just take a couple of months off like everybody? And he said, I want to be the guy to fight and beat this. And he didn't even hide it. He said, I want to be the guy to like, <clears throat> but it's pretty bad, Ken. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you know you got problems like when you're the UFC? It's a good example. So with Tony Ferguson and Khabib, massive fight. They've been scheduled to fight five times. Five times. <laughs> and every time something happens. And now yep. coronavirus. 
Like I said, it's almost like these two should shake hands and raise each other's arm and say, we're never fighting. Like, it's just, it's not meant to be, <laughs> right? So, yeah. but Dana White said, I want to be the guy to, you know, he said, I'm not rolling over for this virus. I'm going to be the guy, business goes on. Oh, okay. So that's, yeah, it's easier said than done. Yeah. I respect his, you know, his entrepreneurship for trying. Yep. But the other day, Ken, Joe Rogan said, I'm not even going to go. Yeah. And Joe so- Rogan said, I don't care where it is. I'm not going. So, and he said, they said, well, why? He goes, because I don't want to get coronavirus. That's what he said. Yeah, and, and, I, and you know what? I'm on Joe Rogan's side. For and this. like t- so people on Twitter, I think it was Tebow tweeting me, he goes, well, if it's not safe for Joe Rogan to be there, is it safe for anyone else to be there, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if so you're a company, it's almost like the NFL. Like, Joe Rogan saying, Dana, I'm not even going to go announce this thing. So put it on, but I'm out, right? Yeah, and, and you bring up a good point. It's like these guys want to play Captain America, but the problem is, guys, what do you get your PhD in? You run UFC, you run NFL. You're not a doctor. You're not you a medical know, expert. Yeah. yeah, you're not a medical expert. You don't know exponentially how these things are going up. So I don't care if you want to do this. And great. Yeah, we all want life to get uh, like as it was, Gabe. We love li- life to be normal. You want to be able to go down to the sports book, see Callaway and all those guys. Unfortunately, the world we're living in right now, if one of these guys have it, boom, you talk about it. One case times seven, right? So for every time all these other things happen, it's seven times the effect. So see, people got to stop being selfish. I know it sucks. You know what? Stay in your home or whatever. You can't be out partying. You can't go meet people. It's just life. Go grab your essentials and get back home. And that's the thing. These guys want to do it. But I don't care what they want to do. It doesn't matter. Your intentions could be, yeah. And, and the bottom line is this. When it comes to Dana and stuff, as we talked before, and our money, 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 money. And this, and you said it, but I'll tell you, man, it's just, uh, it is almost in bad faith. Like, I understand you want to be different from the other, other federations, but maybe it's time for you guys to step in line because you really don't know how dangerous it is if you think you could just beat this thing. This is crazy. It's a pandemic. It's not a sniffles and the cold. It's crazy. People could die. You know what's really nuts, too? So I talked about this with Kevin Walsh. We did, like, pretty much a whole hour of wrestling talk, Ken. <laughs> he loves wrestling, Walsh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was all relevant, sort of, you know, for today's in today's society. But so WrestleMania, you talk about money. Oh, yeah. Like, what a nightmare for Vince McMahon going on right now. WrestleMania, that's like the Super Bowl for him. They literally make hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, it's... It's it's there it's there everything like WrestleMania it's everything's built the road to WrestleMania it's everything's built to WrestleMania right wrestling fans buy stuff it's not like the one yeah. guy who just goes to the game like they get oh no 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 like Dana uh, they, yeah like Dana <laughs> can go on and doesn't care if there's fans Vince McMahon's like I just lost eighty four thousand fans bro they were gonna be in like a football stadium exactly you know what I mean like and all the merch and like you said you know now you sell merch online and it's just not the same. But I brought this up, Kev, and I know you know you watch wrestling a bit, you tune in and out, whatever. But just for the curiosity's sake, I saw I was on a website and they said, oh, um, SmackDown has no fans tonight. It'll be interesting to see how they pull it off. And I watched a bit of it. And people were sort of saying, oh, they pulled it off pretty good. But I didn't think so. I agree with you. I I watched it and I was like, wow, it's not working at all. Like, but the thing is, Cam. Like, they came out, they were looking to, like, fake crowds. They did everything the same. And even Stone Cold's bit was no good without a crowd. It was awkward, and it was almost like, man, you guys are really bad. Like, it's you're not. So I just saw it now, Cam, right before we came on here, the the ratings are tanking right now for WWE. And it's crazy because people are at home. Ratings should be going up, not down. The product doesn't work, right? It's already a bad product at WWE as it is, right? Like, it's not even wrestling. It's just a bad product. He's had problems with this. He knows it, but he doesn't fix it. And he's got NXT, which is his thing. It's supposed to be good. But that All Elite stuff is killing them, Ken. Yes. Like, All Elite is like, surpassed them. Like, All Elite got nearly a million viewers the other night. Um, And NXT got 600,000. Want to know why, Gabe? That's a nightmare. This is a simple thing, and we're not businessmen, but me and you could figure it out, and me and Walsh have talked about it. You are forgetting the middle-aged man. 
you're forgetting the guys that grew up on wrestling. All the stuff, it's kids play. You know what the problem with kids is? They don't buy tickets to WrestleMania. Their parents do, and their uncle does, and this and that. The age group of wrestling are all going to elite wrestling right now because they're looking for something. It's something different, and it works in a smaller stadium. And that's a good point that you raise. And all of the elite wrestling, they got some young guys, but it's mostly middle-aged, older wrestlers. Yes. But guys that we like. Hey, there's Chris Jericho. There's Matt Hardy. It right? Works. Like. They've got sort of cool guys. Your boy, Dean Ambrose. John yep. Moxley, I guess, is, yep. is, is that. So, but, and it's interesting, because then I watched All Elite Wrestling without fans. And it was almost better. You know, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> like, they're so good. Like, Chris Jericho is so good on a mic. Like, in, like WWE, like, was doing, like, uh, Stone Cold's, like, what? To the crowd? Like, yeah, there's no crowd? Like, yeah. And I like Chris Jericho. He's like, he's telling someone, there's no fans here. He goes, what are you looking at? Like, Buddy got on the ropes and he did this. And Jericho, he goes, you're an idiot. He goes, there's no one here. What are you doing? He goes, who, who are you waving to? Right? That's so he played it. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, got it. And the, but the camera work is great. They went right in Jericho's face and he got all serious. And I talked about it. Cam, he argued with a drone. There's a drone that's a wrestler. <laughs> See, I love this. See, this is what, you know what I'm saying. Like, Vince wouldn't do that. He'd be like, no, no, I'm not doing that. Like, it's dumb. Right? Like, that's what's supposed to be the wrestling. It's fun. So, basically, it's Chris Jericho, and a drone is hovering in front of him. And he's like, you're a piece of crap. Like, he's I'm looking drunk. at the drone. He goes, I've never liked you. And he goes, I think you're arrogant. He's going off, like, on a list, like, it's a person. Oh, and then, but, so the drone's, like, hovering kind of mad. And then Jericho goes, but I want you to join forces with me. And then the drone's sort of considering, like hovering around. He's thinking about it. And then the drone says no. Like the drone like takes off. He's like, you're going to regret this. You're going to regret like he's, but he made it work, right? It was just so good. And then Hardy came in and Hardy's like Shakespeare now. This guy's speaking in a weird accent and rattling off Shakespeare stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's was like, it was entertaining. Right? It was like, wow, these guys don't need crowd. Like, it's and almost that, better without the fans. It is, because these guys also know as a smaller federation, and they know it works. Game, think about this, too. When Daniel Bryan got good, that yes, yes, yes doesn't work without the crowd. To Everything in yeah. WWE is a response right. to what you're doing. It's Everything. not a one-man play. So you have to change your That's act in the way point, you approach things. I've said this about the WWE fans. They're kind of jerks in that sense that they took control of the company. Right. And I swear, once you listen to the fans, you become a fan. I was a buddy Ryan line, the coach. Yep. I said, buddy, the fans wanted you to go for it. You didn't go for yep. it. He said, listen to the fans. You end up sitting next to the fans as right. in you'll get fired. And well said. Remember like, oh, we don't like Roman Reigns. We don't like this yep. guy. We're going to boo him. We're going to make you change your script because we don't like it. It's like, dude, you're Vince McMahon. You put together the script and you tell him to shut up and like it. Not the other way exactly. around. Because once the fans start doing a great example is from The Simpsons. When they got all the kids in the room, and uh, they said, what's your favorite super toy? What do you want? I want it in lasers. I want this. It was an abomination, right? They listened to everyone. <laughs> and ended up yeah. being this, and, and, like, and yeah. like his uncle listened to Homer with the car. But Uncle yeah, yeah. Herb. Like Homer's a good guy and all, but he shouldn't be drinking. I want a, I want a cup holder for my soda. The side. <laughs> it's like no, Unky Herb. Oh, that like, was it. The car. Yeah. Like Homer. Yeah. Yeah. He listened to Homer, and they're like, "Ooh, this car's really ugly." Yeah, yeah. The car sucked. Yeah, and it's got they were, they were, Remember, they were like, "Oh yeah, let's get the common man to do it." Right? Yeah. He's gonna do it. No, you know, he did a crappy product. Like yeah. it was a dumb yeah. idea. So it's like, yeah, the fans might be right about one thing, and all right, they don't like this, but. You know, dude, it's like fans. I wouldn't want it. I see Raptor fans. I prefer Messiah Jiri draft players than Raptor fans, Ken. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. No. And that's the, that's the thing that WWE, and, I, and we brought it up a long time ago, it, the way their format is, in a, in a situation like this, it just proves now the little man has an advantage because every way they attack the situation is yeah. funnier and more real. Rather, and the other oh, one's it's, it's a reset button. This stuff, you're right, especially yeah. without fans for the time being. Vince is screwed. It's a yeah. great point here. Everything about the, the WWE, you suck. What yeah. and everything is interactive with the crowd, it doesn't work. I mean, all elite is working, and also all elite, they actually wrestle for real. Yeah, like they and, and all elite's pretty good, Cam. Like they actually punch each other and stuff. I was surprised. 
Like, Buddy came in and, like, man, he punched someone in the face. It wasn't like a fake wrestling. Like, he didn't, like, you know, try to kill him. But you know I was like, wow, tough. these guys, they're all hardcore guys, right? Hardy, Moxley, Am- Bill Ambrose. They're tough guys. They, they, they want that, right? They're also guys in their career that have been at the pinnacle and pissed it away a little bit and got it back. These guys in the WWE, yeah. a lot of the wrestlers haven't reached that level. Like it's kind of like a radio show host, right? You're at the top, and something bad happens to you. And these the guys, WWE were, guys, camera burnt out because Vince right. works them so hard. They're working 270 nights a uh, year. They're out there every night, and it's just the same shtick. They don't really raise it up a notch too much. They save it for the pay per views. But I always want to bring it up because WrestleMania is very unique, and it's it's everything. Everything gets ruined now, in the sense that I said, well. At least WrestleMania, well, it'll be the biggest bet WrestleMania ever. Like, because, wow. People, like, already bet on WrestleMania. There's oh, yeah. to bet on next week, WrestleMania. Unfortunately, it's, it's being taped as we speak. Like, I thought, I was wondering, how are you guys going to do WrestleMania even without, like, there's too many people in the production, and they knew it. They can't. They're taping, like, one match a day type thing, can So it's like, all right, you, you, and you come in here. We're going to do this. So it destroys the betting because it's yep. taped and the sports books know now that people know who won. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Get on a grid, sports grid. I am Marenzi. I'm on the freaking grid, and so is the raging redhead, Kev Stewart. Just uh, to quickly wrap up what we were talking about. So, yeah, WrestleMania is coming up. It's too bad because we, we were talking about the NFL draft. It's something to bet on. And I was going to bet on WrestleMania. I've bet on WrestleMania in the past. Yep. Uh, yeah, I do it for entertainment purposes. A couple of years ago, I, I bet too much. I, I really got into it one year, Cam. Like, I, I was watching it. I didn't have cable. <laughs> I moved into this condo years ago. It was in Liberty Village when, with the studio there. When I first yep. got there. No cable. I, cut, I, I said, I don't even want to pay for cable. What am, I, what am I getting? There was only baseball on. It was summer. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch uh, or whatever. I, I got basically once the season was over, et cetera. So I, cu- I did a little cord cutting for a little while, but I couldn't live without it, Cam. I had to get the cable back. Of course you because did. Because the problem is I had two, three computers going. So I was like, oh, I'm good. I got two, three computers. And what it was, Cam, I was getting mad. Cable never had games that I was watching. You know what I mean? Like, I was betting weird random college games and stuff or, like, different sports, and I was never getting what I wanted And because uh, I couldn't get, like, the sports pack in that condo. It was long story short, anyways. Long story short, I was watching, like, uh, a lot of Monday Night Raw, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, it didn't suck for that summer. Like, yeah. whatever, leading the, the winner leading into WrestleMania. It didn't suck. So I sort of knew the storylines and everything. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to bet on it. And I was surprised the limits weren't too low. Like five, they, they circa about five hundred, which is a yeah, good like I put fifty on yeah. something. I was like, all right, no, let me put fifty. I put another fifty. Yeah. Like so, I ended up like you said, it was about five hundred a fight. One place actually, one place um, was up to two thousand dollars. They were taking up to two dives. Yeah, I knew that guy Fight Ghost uh, on Twitter. I don't know if you know him a bit, but um, used to be around more. But um, he bet $2,000 a match and stuff. Wow. That's some hardcore stuff. <laughs> I got up to about 300 a match, 250 you know what I mean? But it added up, Ken. I had like 1700 bucks at stake on WrestleMania. That's the best. Preconceived outcome. I got 2000 on a Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I had about 1700 Cam, and then I got nervous before. Because yeah. I was like, what did I do? I'm like, why? I have $1,700 on a wrestling event. So I was like, well, I better get a drink. So I started drinking. <laughs> and then I'm pacing. I'm watching WrestleMania in my place. I'm pacing around. And uh, I pretty much broke even. Like, I got saved. I took, like, every underdog cat. Yeah. You know, like, plus 400, plus 650, plus 380. And they all lost. Like, it was a very predictable <laughs> card. But I got saved by a couple. Like, I hit a plus 240 for 200. I hit, like, a... I ended up losing a bit, but it wasn't a nightmare. It was frustrating. It was actually fun, but I wouldn't put that much on it again. But like I said, I was looking forward to betting on it next week. But 
now that it's taped, and I, I've seen there's a few places popping up, but now that it's taped, it changes. There really will be low limits and stuff because it's taped. It's not even live. Yeah, you're betting, think, like it's one thing to bet on a scripted event. At least you're betting on a live scripted event. <laughs> I would I, I would think if the if WrestleMania is taped, they're gonna circle things at fifty, and a big book would go a hundred. They can't go much more than that. No, no, they can't because. They're, and you know what? They'll know that there's a pattern if somebody leaks it or somebody yeah. knows something. Yes. But Vince will have your, like, castrated. He'll have your balls yeah. in a vice. Like, if you ruin WrestleMania and you leak it. So I bet you it's, I bet you even in the wrestling world, other wrestlers don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I bet you Vince told people, don't even, don't tell anyone else what happened in your match. Just, yeah. just say you went well. And you know what I mean? Don't say anything to people about it. Right? Because... It's like a virus. People talk. Yeah. <laughs> next thing you know, don't tell anyone. Oh, I told my wife, and ah, oh, you know, and she yeah. told her sister, and the sister after a couple of glasses of wine, don't tell anyone. But Roman yeah. Reigns yeah. loses, right? Like yeah. everybody. Uh, knows. But speaking of that, Roman Reigns tapped out because he's yes, got he uh, he, leukemia. So he said his his immune system. He can't risk it uh, right now. So Vince has got problems with that. So that's what I'm saying. You see the. My point. I bring this up is. You see that all these guys are trying, Dana and these leagues, the NBA and Vince McMahon. And look at the nightmare Vince is going through with this, right? He's got to tape it. He's got, now guys are out. Look at Dana White. Joe Rogan doesn't want to do it now. Like, and, and you, know, you lost, set it up. You and then the other stuff starts happening. Oh, the XFL, yeah. that's more money there. Like, this what guy, a, like, what a think, nightmare for Vince this think year. Think about this guy. He goes to bed. Like, he's got so much money. It's like, oh, like, honey, I couldn't get through the football season. We're screwed there. Wrestling's not the same. We got no crap. Like, it is a disaster. I'll tell you what, guy like him. He's got less money than he did a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, now. Right. Oh, way less. Way like, less. Even for Vince, like, he's rich, Vince. Like, he's a billionaire, but he's taking a hit. Like you said, he put $375 million into the XFL. What did he get out of it? Five weeks. Yep. And it's not even his fault. It was good. It was good. It was going well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the league was a success. And look at what he said. We're going on. We're not going to stop. And they were like, oh, you're going to stop, all right. Like You're stopping. Said, yeah, he tried to play in Seattle that day, and they were like, you're nuts. We're closing the stadium. You're, you're yeah. not playing. And um, But, yeah, I don't listen. It's one thing where to say, oh, I feel bad for Vince McMahon. It is what it is. He's not starving. He's got more money uh, still than you and I will ever have, Cap. Yeah. But... But no, all kidding aside, like he put a lot of money into the XFL, didn't get it much back uh, from this. Um, WrestleMania, WWE, the ratings sucked like leading into this. And there's bad word of mouth right now. Uh, it's taped, it sucks. Yeah. And like it'll sell because of the novelty of it. Cause then it's another thing, Cam. Like, like all the lead is good because they're good. WrestleMania. How the hell do you have WrestleMania without fireworks and without the big stage? And, like, everything is image with the WWE, and it won't be good in a small little... I don't know how they're going to do it. Like, they'll have to get really smart and creative. I'm not saying they can't with video screens. And I'm talking, like, you have to make it dark and look cool. Like, you can't just have guys in a, in a gym wrestling cam. It's WrestleMania. It has to look good. <laughs> but that, that's the thing. So far, since this uh, happened, Gabe, and things have changed, they haven't had a plan. That's no, why the other. No, that's why bad, the other. Yeah. That's why the other federations are gaining ground, right? The word on the street, yeah. the word of mouth. You watch the product, the smaller gym. Yeah, the guys the other said, night they went to like best of. When, yeah. when, when whenever anyone does that, you know you're screwed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically, like they had Triple H introducing old great matches and stuff. It's like wow, you guys realize like, to me that said, yeah, we got to regroup and think like how we got to we got we got to move forward uh, with this right now. But it should listen. It's something to watch next week. Um, but we talked about the discipline stuff, Cam, and I said, nah, nah, you, you know, we're not going to change. I'm really going to try moving forward too. Like, yeah. I, I really am going to try moving forward too. Look, in the last week, Cam, I remember yeah. last Sunday night, I bet on an Australian soccer game. Okay. I yeah. won the bet. Nice. I did not place another bet until the Florida Derby. Yeah. That's pretty good uh, discipline. I won the bet. Yep. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I didn't win a lot of money this week. I wish I bet more on these things in hindsight. But I'm like, I'm actually up more. Let's imagine every sport was going on. I would have bet 100 games in like four days. And even if my record was not bad with the juice, it adds up, Cam. Less really is more, man, to make money in this uh, stuff. 
I, I got to be honest with you. You called my bluff and you're like, oh, you want all that money? And uh, yeah, I overextended myself with horse racing that day at the Florida Derby. Like, oh, I trust you right away. Yeah, it's gone. It's it's gone. It's uh, I'll, 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 I'll tell you. All my all my horses come third and fourth. Like everything, it was just a disaster. I had this chewing gum horse. He falls out of the gate. But anyway, you know what the crazy thing is? I did that show with Mayo. I had that horse that came second at eighty to one and the third. Oh, oh yeah. The problem was the horse that I like, Independence Hall. He finished fifth. If he finishes third or fourth, I hit a triactor and a super. Do you know what those? Do you know what those things paid, Gabe? The eighty to one horse came second after Tis the Law. I got nah. like that's the thing. That, I gotta that, be honest. All horses. Uh, he caused me a lot of bread. I was pissed off. I I I was busy. I was taping stuff and whatever, and uh, I didn't even think the race was gonna go on. I was like, man, they're gonna shut this down. Are they really gonna do this? And then finally, I was like, you know what? Well. I knew the favorite was going to win. I didn't really handicap it that much, Ken. I, I, like I said, I just knew. I was like, whatever. I'm not going to waste my time handicapping this. Tis the law is going to win. Yeah, and good. I always, I'm good with the Florida Derby. And I knew, Cam, like, the, tis the law basically, like, races at Gulfstream. It's like his home track. Yep. Like, he, he's won twice there already. He, uh, there was another race in the mud where he finished second and really against good competition. He's a tough horse. I knew he was a better horse. So I didn't realize there was an 80 to 1. And when yeah. I saw the 80 to 1, I'm like, oh, man, I would have taken him. I, dude, I always take the longest, longest shot. And I, I do it to place and show. I don't even do it yeah. to win. Yeah. Right? Because you get a nice payday. I was pissed the whole time. But I got to tell you, like, watching as much horse racing as we have, you could tell, Cam, I tweeted midway through the race. I was like, we got this. You could see Tis the Law on the outside, bro. He was, like, hanging around fourth and yeah. fifth. I didn't panic for a second, Cam. He, that was a great drive. It was a great ride. Like they did everything perfect. They never panicked. He got on the outside and then he just took off. Oh, you could tell he was going to win when they're coming around the basically yeah. before the stretch after, you know, the quarter, third quarter pull, he's making his move inside and he didn't have to go too wide. Independence Hall, which is a really good horse that lost his hoof in the other race. The problem was Joel Rosario is one of the hottest jockeys game, but he took him in that trip. He worked too hard early, and then he had nothing in the stretch run. That's what people don't understand, I think, about horse racing. It's not your horse. The jockey is so huge. There's so many things that they have to avoid. Traffic, getting in a good position. Like People don't understand, man. You need a perfect trip. It's like what you talk about when an over-under in a Minnesota Timberwolves-Wizards game. 251. Yeah, we need a perfect trip, and that's the yeah. thing in horse racing. You can't get caught up in traffic. you got to come out of the gate clean, and it um, doesn't happen. Let's get to a couple of questions, actually. Sure. Before, Love it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here's our boy, Hingis. Hingis Hasek. Thanks for tuning in, Hingis. Uh, what's the first uh, place when you go back to Vegas you're thinking about going to? Like, you know, you go to Vegas. You're, you know, you're a Fremont Street guy. I am. I've been thinking about this, though. Being cooped up and everything. I think, you know, you and I were both too cheap at times about things like that. You know, I, I, I thought about this question. I'm like, I'm going to live it up a bit, Cam. Like, we go back, I'm going to stay at the win or something, bro. Instead of, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to stay at the win or like Mandalay again and stuff. Instead of, oh, Excalibur or Fremont Street. I'm going to live it up a bit when I go back. You? Yeah, it's interesting, Gabe. But I, I find the, the cheaper properties fun, though. You've always had a good time at Sunset Station or Palace Station. Nah, with the, no, I not anymore. No. I'm older. No. I've, I've, I've changed. I'm, I'm a sellout, Cam. I'm a sellout. <laughs> I'm still a dirtbag. No, I, no, be, no, I actually like the nicer restaurants. I go with the chick and the girl. That's you know what I mean? Like that. I don't mind like staying in the like I don't want to go bottom of the barrel. I don't mind mid grade. I got to tell you, like staying at the Sun Coast where the locals were, I really liked it. Better blackjack players, good sports book. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Way out of the way. That's what I would suggest to people. If you're sick of Vegas, go like, to where the locals go. South like, Point. No, no, I get it. I get it. What to party and stuff. You know what I mean? I like you know me. I'm still. I'm still. I'm not highbrow, but I'm just dating. Like. Um... I have stayed at nicer places. I've raised it up a notch a bit over the years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's funny. If somebody saw me and didn't see me in years. They're like, you know what? They're like, man, you dress a lot differently than you used to. And they're like, <laughs> I know. So it's kind of an insult. I don't know. It was a compliment. Yeah, I know. Somebody just said got, to me. You got more certain colors on them, right? Yeah, somebody <laughs> said to me, they're like, they said, man, last time I saw you a few years ago, you didn't care about your looks. <laughs> and they yeah. said, now, 
Instead, I see you're wearing like suits and blazers and like your shape. Actually, it's a very good point because you used to wear like those jeans. Like you always had like the jeans, the shoes, like kind of like an MMA style shirt. You're wearing more. Hey, you're dressing for success. The the owners of the company want collars. We're providing them. Well, the thing is, yeah, there's no turning back now. Once you start wearing, it. <laughs> buddy Mike said, no, 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 I, I, tried. I tried. I tried. Yeah, you too. <laughs> I tried to wear a Mets jersey the other day. I was going to do the show in a Mets jersey. It didn't work. The pinstripe. It did not work. You know? He's just looked like a complete loser. Like, it's it's very tough, especially a basketball jersey. I just looked oh, like yeah. fat. And I tried it once, Cam. There was one night I did it. I went old school, Marenzi style. I wore a hoodie, like the old Jack hoodie. It was right. almost like what I wore in Fight Network all the time. And I looked at the camera. And I was like, man, I look like a roadie. <laughs> Like, I look like the guy that would be getting the stage set up for the host before. Yeah. And like, and all right, now you're set to go, and I'm going to get out of the chair now. And now the guy in the suit sits down. Like, I didn't, I was like, nah, I can't wear that anymore. Even me, I was like, nah, there's no turning back now. One thing I'll never do, Gabe, is wear, the one thing I'll never do is wear an undershirt. Like, if you're an older guy, like, and you're wearing a shirt with no sleeves, like, you better be a NASCAR fan. Or other than that, because that's something I just can't pull off either. <laughs> you better be a good drinker. Uh, and like sports. Somebody asked, what would the Super Bowl be like without any fans? Oh, Will there be fans? Wow, that's that's crazy. Parker. I don't want to think about it, to be honest with you. Let's not get there yet. Let's try to get through these months. I don't want to I think about it. Look, Kirk Herbstreit said last week, he doesn't think there's college football or NFL football. Yeah. And he said the reason why is because unless there's a vaccination, how are you going to do it? So, uh, listen, I think there'll be NFL football, but... I think it is a legitimate point that there might not be fans in NFL football next year. They can say, all right, we're going to go on. But, guys, this is going to go through the summer and stuff. And you can't, like we, we talked about last week, what do you do? What, August 29th, you're going to put 89,000 people in a stadium together? It's I got to happen. To us, though, Gabe, think about this. Even though you do the show at the Meadowlands, with football and the viability of betting and fantasy football, that's one sport. You're thinking about all the other games. We just need updates. I thought update. about that, too, though, Ken. When live, we just back, is FanDuel going to open? People, are they going to sit in there? Like, or is it just going to be online? You know what I mean? A lot of things are going to be online. Yeah. Like, it's... It is. All right. Um, Kyle Hamber's got a great question, actually, but we're going to have to get to it tomorrow. Because yep. it's... You know, we've only, we're running out of racetrack here, as the late, great Titan would say. Um, well, we'll get, we'll get to him tomorrow. Uh, but he said, what's the first five things you think about with the city when the city of Atlanta, uh, come to mind, but we don't have enough time to get that. It's a great question though. <laughs> a lot of good things. Hamburg. I'll give you my list tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> I, like, I like Atlanta. I actually like, I, I'll tell you a story too. It's, it's a good one. I know, I know Pharrell was the voice of the Atlanta Thrashers. My oh, buddy yeah. did stuff uh, for them too. It, it's you know, cool. Atlanta for me. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll talk yeah. a little Atlanta sports and everything tomorrow. Um, for me, Atlanta, I've never really been there much. I've been there, but it was bad. Like, I had no money, and I was taking a bus across America. And let me tell you, Cam, it was, like, pretty rough, bro. Oh, Atlanta rough <laughs> the now. bus station yeah. of Atlanta, like, every city we'd stop in, I'd go for a walk, you know, sort of step out, you know what I mean? And I stepped out near the bus station in Atlanta. I walked about a block and I realized, ah, I'm going to go back to the station. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to go back to the bus station. Like, Hamburg, Hamburg, it's not a soft town. Atlanta's very, but very it's nice. It's nice. But I'm just saying, this, this was like 20 years ago, 50 yeah. years ago, uh, at the Super Bowl when I was there. We were coming through Houston. But yeah, it was a rough neighborhood around the bus station, let me tell you. But Atlanta's a great town, too. I'm a fan. Like, very nice. Like, cheap uh, property there and stuff. All right, uh, great times kicking it with you. Two-hour format, GTV is back, baby. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.